Hey everybody, welcome to the 17th episode of the ZI Podcast. As always, I am your host, Adam, and this is our most international episode. Uh, joining me this week is... Hi, I'm Al, I am Zelda Informer's resident Sherlock impersonator, and I like to play the ocarina. You do look like Sherlock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Meg, and I am a junior editor for Zelda Informer. I write news, so you've probably seen me. But yeah, I'm not really that interested. <laughs> Don't have much to say. No. And uh, my name's Darren. I'm the director and producer of the Super Smash Brothers fan arrangements album project, Harmony of Heroes. Woo! Woo! Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Darren. Uh, you guys, are, Darren and Meg, you guys are in the UK, so we kind of had to do a different like schedule to fix this up. Al's in, uh, I keep forgetting, Belgium. is it Belgium? Belgium. Somewhere, yes. somewhere it, in Europe. He's somewhere, somewhere in Europe being one hour in front of the other two. So somewhere in Europe being Sherlockian in yes. in style and mannerisms. Um, and I'm in the U.S. as always. You <laughs> so haven't changed kind of location a, just for the podcast. I did not. Not for episode 17. It's not that special. Um, I have a bit of news this week. Not as much as last week. Uh, I wanted to talk more about some fan theories and harmony of heroes. So I kind of limited. Uh, the number of things that I, I collected. Uh, here's a few things from our own site that I thought were really cool. Um, Zeldathon is currently going on. It's a really cool uh, fan uh, stream that goes on for like a week. And it's been going on for a couple years now. It's one of the biggest streams uh, for charity that I've seen in probably my life. Uh, it's they play through all the Zelda games. I mean, if they reach certain goals, they play through different ones. I think they play through even the CDI games if they reach certain goals, yep. or they do challenges based on the fans' requests. When That's I did, uh, when I posted the article about it, they were playing the uh, Link: The Faces of Evil. So yeah, so they they do everything. Is that they that do every CDI Zelda game. game? Yes, it is. Oh mm-hmm. God, no! <laughs> a oh, terrible no. game. Not the it's dreaded Zelda. <laughs> Pretty well. Oh God, that game gives me nightmares. <laughs> Um, IGN recently showed off an ultra rare Majora's Mask cartridge demo worth over a hundred US dollars, which is really cool if you think about it. Or really lame if you don't care about cartridges and collector's items. In which case, I say, folly on you. What? I honestly hated that video solely for the fact that I, that that item isn't that incredibly rare. I mean, they could have showed off so much more rare I mean, a hundred bucks for a cartridge is still a lot of Still, Carcass Bad is like two hundred bucks for a cartridge. That's a very hard game to come by. I've struggled to find it myself. Conquer's Bad exactly. Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen yes. that. And my I've friend actually has seen a copy it, but it was 100 euros, so... Gosh. Oh, wow. I've Great never game, been interested though. in Conquer's Bad Fur Day, but that's just because, like... Oh, I don't know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get so in trouble for this because I have friends who are like big gamers, and they're like... They listen to this sometimes just to, like, make sure that I don't do anything wrong, I guess you could say. <laughs> the Check the thought police... <laughs> exactly. I'm just kidding. They're, they're sweethearts, but they're gonna be like, "So, Adam, not a fan of Conquer." Oh, you know. I just don't care for it. I'm like, I'm not interested. I I get the significance of it as a game. I think it had a lot of like impact on the industry in its own way. Yeah. And I, I think like that it was significant. It. And I did really hate when they teased that Conquer a <gasps> yeah, new Conquer game. 
That was the worst. Because that was like, oh, sweet, my friends are going to be so happy. And it's like, now they're going to be super disappointed. Yeah, yeah, that was Thanks, uh, very disappointing. <laughs> you ever have that where, like, you see something for, like, Wasn't another that, friend? Like, um, like, you, like, you don't care much for, like, football or something or American football. Um, Project <laughs> Spark, I think. Yeah, Project Spark, and, yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, it's like this, like, dungeon maker or RPG I actually maker. got into the bed of that. It's kind of cool. I was it's in the base, so I got your own license. And yeah, it didn't look bad. It. Project Spark yeah. looked fine. It's just the fact that they tease something else. Like they, they, they kind of like. It seemed like, oh, okay, this was a fake game, and they're they're actually making a, a conquer game, and that'd be like that was kind of cool. Yeah. But then it was like, oh no, they're actually making a, a, this this game, and Conquer is just going to be in it as like a playable. Did you thing. see um, John Tron's reaction video to that? Yes. My oh gosh, yeah, it was like that was so I think funny. It was like, Remember yeah, John Tron? If you want to be on the podcast, just. Yeah, send an email to there's your cue adam seriously he's really hot oh adam, my god your cue for the email yeah please come adam. on the podcast uh, yeah oh um... the uh if you uh if you have any fan topics theme songs commissions anything like that anything at all even just say like hey what's up i'll talk to you um just send those over to zelda informer podcast at gmail.com that's zelda informer podcast at gmail.com if you didn't yeah. get it if you didn't get it the first time it is also <laughs> written in the link down below uh I'm told I have to start calling it related links because people don't like the word link dump, but I just like saying link dump. What is link, link dump? dump? Link so it's dump. down there that if you didn't get it the terrible. first two times. Here's another third it's time. Like, Zelda it's, it's, just, it's, it's the place where I compile all the topics. If you've been listening to the podcast and you don't know this yet, I'm I'm sorry. I, I haven't been doing my job right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I failed you. Just a little Here's bit. a different email to throw oh. you off. I like potatoes at gmail.com. Please do not email that. We don't own that. I'm going to see if that's available, actually. <laughs> oh, God. No, Am I going to have really. to get that email? Yeah, you <laughs> might have to. Great. Wonderful. All right. That's I like potatoes at gmail.com. I will let you know in the description below if I actually got that email. Or actually, Post Adam, did I get the email? Nope. Thanks, Post Adam. Okay. Uh, I, I, it's, I, uh, Darren's new here, and I'm, some of you may be, but Post Adam is me in about, like, 72 hours or so mm-hmm. when I'm like dead tired and exactly. doing the editing for this and I just don't want to be alive anymore and oh. um, rants at everybody in the uh, in the staff chat so yeah oh yeah oh, God, yeah you yeah. look at the staff chat like four in the morning and I'm just like 400 messages you need you well I have to censor that right. you swear. Um, and the third okay. topic that I wanted to say uh, news wise not fan theories or anything is uh, a website has Hyrule Warrior scarves up for pre-order, which is awesome because I want those scarves. I have one in my room. Ah. I'll so get much. out of here, you European freak! <laughs> I hate you, Al. I really do. <laughs> I don't. I'm kidding, but I am insanely jealous. It's about two meters away from me. So yeah, uh, those are our, those are our news topics for this week. Uh, I'll link them below. Check them out. They're really cool. Uh, but we have some interesting fan theories this week that I found online, and uh, there was one really popular one that we, uh, not popular, I guess you could say, but one really well-written-out one uh, on a uh, on a forum. That sounds so lame. <laughs> <laughs> on a forum. On a GameFAQ forum. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of like this, like lowers the legitimacy, but I thought this was interesting. I don't believe it. But, was it 4 uh, No, it was GameFAQ. Um... Just the, it was a guy who came out and said that he uh, he's like he's like don't you don't have to believe this you don't want to but I'm like you know like trying to be the real deal or whatever. Uh, he's saying that you know you can ride on several animals 
Link uh, was raised by the Gerudo tribe, but is Hylian. Um, it's based around the area of Kyoto. Uh, you can beat the dungeons in any order. Ganon will will be featured in this game, or oh, will not be featured in this game, and uh, that the lore will be spread out through the world in cave drawings, designs, uh, tablets, things like that, and that uh, the cool. AI will be yeah. uh, comprehensive. So similar to like Assassin's Creed or something like that, where you know you have uh, you'll run into people and they'll like be merchants and things like that. Actually, that's not like Assassin's Creed at all. I lied. Yeah, you can I tell how much I play else. other video games by the things that I say. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game in very long. I think I played like 10 minutes of Black Flag and I was like, I'm on a boat! Yeah! I haven't played that yet. The only one I've played lately is Brotherhood. I, I bought Unity for my computer and then found out that it couldn't run it. So. Oh, I'm sorry. That really, that's, <laughs> never, that's the worst. Oh, guys, uh, if you've had that situation where you've bought, like, a game for your PC or something, or you bought, like, the wrong game, I know the, um, the old, uh, uh, Sega, like, upgrades that you used to buy for them, like, for the Genesis, you had to get, like, the right one for your model, so if you bought the wrong one, it wouldn't work. Uh, if you have any story like that, please comment it below or send it to us at zeldinformerpodcast.gmail.com. I'd love to read them. Uh, I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast if you do. Do uh, it. be a good time. Because, like, we've all had that moment where we buy something, like, game-wise, and we can't use it, and it's just uh -huh. sitting there. Uh, it's kind of how I feel with my yep. Kirby Amiibo while I'm not playing it with... Well, I'm not at a friend's place who has Smash 4. Because I'm just like, I love you, but you're useless to me. <laughs> uh, they make a good figure, though, don't they? Yeah, I'm not, uh, I love Amiibo. There's a standalone I have Zelda Link in my cupboard right oh, next have... to my Hyrule Warrior scarf. Oh, shushy. Al, you just love bragging, don't you? <laughs> he just, just loves bragger. making everybody feel jealous. You're just a little Belgian bragger. <laughs> That's his new nickname, Belgian bragger. <laughs> the Belgian bragger. Great. It's like a serial killer a name, but less intimidating. <laughs> I feel honored. <laughs> I've got a problem because I have 14 amiibo. Holy! It's not going to stop until I've got them all. Um, I have two yes. yeah. because I have, I have a light. No, sorry. Uh, Yay, two! I've got a Lincoln <laughs> no, there's. Lincoln's I got some very generous, very generous friends. I also had a 15th amiibo arrive this morning. Uh, belated Christmas gift. It is a pit amiibo, but I already have one. Can I have? Um, a friend decided. No. <laughs> give away. Give away. Give. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> or give it to me. <laughs> uh, I'm, no. kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like might, potatoes I might, at gmail.com. You may be able to win. Darren, the shipping game. alone would be absurd. It's not going to happen. Yes. You think I would actually ask you to do that for me? God. Probably, yes. I'm, oh, no, I'm not that selfish. I bought oh. I bought my friend a Little Mac Amiibo recently because uh, I found them. Why you didn't I, buy it for yourself? Your friend? Adam, you love uh, Little had, Mac. Yeah, I use Little Mac only in Super in Smash 4. So uh, that's a thing. I bought um, Fox. That I have to live with. It's Fox funny because I went from playing... Hmm? I bought Fox for my boyfriend, but I kind of just nicked it. But no, it's mine now. <laughs> Here you go, it's mine now. Yes, he does but it to me. This is how relationships work. Yeah, that was like, he bought me, I don't know, I can't remember, he bought me something, but he did exactly the same thing. Oh yeah, it was my Wii U, uh, he bought me a Zelda, like the black one with the Zelda gamepad for Christmas, but he goes on it more than I do. And it's like, seriously? I thought it was supposed to be my present, but he let me have it at the beginning of December because he wanted to play on it. I was hoping you'd say like, um, you know, What's your what's what's his is mine and what's mine is only mine. Well, yeah, that's that's basically it. Like, he does share his stuff, <laughs> but I'm a bit more reluctant because you know that's my stuff. 
And you can't touch it. Sure, you'll feel better for it. <laughs> if someone took my Wii U, I'd take their. Um. Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Censoring that out. Probably <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not at this point. It's too late. I've committed. <laughs> <laughs> I can censor it out though. Damn it. <laughs> Alright. Um, anyway, the theory seems very elaborate. Yeah, it has like uh, more to say. It says that the postman will also uh, return, but will not be disruptive. A lot of this seems like <laughs> a lot of this stuff seems like you know, like something a fan would say, like and Ganon won't be there, and the you'll have other horses, and like the postman will be there, but he won't be annoying anymore. And you it's can like, name me Pona again, so you can call him like. Yeah, you can name it whatever you want according to this. <laughs> He also said that uh, he said that uh, similar to a link in a link to the past, some NPCs are more on the side that Link is a villain. Spreading rumors that Link is a thief broadly changed some NPCs' mind. The uh, cuckoos will be evil again. They will be the main. Again. Uh, yes, again. <laughs> Giant one is actually the final boss. <laughs> so, Giant uh, one. Giant golden one. <laughs> Gears of War. <laughs> Uh, as 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 nice as all of these fan theories are, I'm not entirely sure that any of this is actually going to happen. Oh no, I don't Maybe I don't believe it at all. But I think it seems more like fan about. dreams than fan theory. And then you get a lightsaber, and then you get in your X-wing, <laughs> and then you fly to the Death Star, and then you fight uh, Darth Vader Ganondorf, which is uh, Ganondorf Darth with Gan uh, the Darth Vader cape and the helmet, <laughs> and uh, he punches you instead of using a lightsaber. Uh, because Super Smash Bros. totally got Ganondorf right. Am I right, guys? Say, right. Post Adam. Insert uh, <laughs> angry typing sound here. Oh my God! Seriously, <laughs> the Mize is totally gonna be the Darth Vader in this. Oh. Sorry. Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! One 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 one! Exclamation mark! Uh, I like how we always have uh, this I'm... one person in our mind that is just like a very angry typer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over for Jake today. And failing miserably. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Do you know who else <laughs> I think should get a special mention in our podcast? Who? Green beans. Green, green beans. beans. We love right. you, green beans. <laughs> we love you so much. You guys love your green beans. This is completely lost on me. I'm okay, sorry. so green beans. <laughs> on no our idea site, what you're talking. Uh, green beans a, is our <laughs> resident troll. Uh, he oh. is on the site all the time, and he comments on pretty much everything. And uh, he has with... a like soft spot for Al. He has yeah, been we... on the site uh, for since forever. I mean, Dennis, one of the founders, actually s remembers Green Beans mm -hmm. and has talked about him in the staff chat. Nate, also, you say him, also but how do you know beans. it's not a girl? Could be just... Oh. A, oh. Yeah, just throwing that out. Is, those is tumbler, he or she uh, effectively the tingle of the community? He is annoying, but I mean, at the, the tingle of Zelda and can be quite funny. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we had an article about uh, Zelda versus... Our, um, Legend of Zelda versus the Legend of Korra. Uh, who would have won in a fight, Link or Korra? And uh, Green Beans is like, oh, totally Korra. I, I would never vote for Link. Who who likes Zelda? And it's like, oh, I Green see. Beans, stop. None of those people. <laughs> did you see? I, I did a post about... Um... Legitimately mad at him. Like, why are you on this side if you don't like Zelda? And it's like... And some people were like, Green Beans, please be kind. Did you see my I did a post about the Zelda relay race that, that speedrunners did, which they played through every single 3D Zelda game. And he he post, he commented on it like, oh my god, I can't wait until they play A Link Between Worlds. <laughs> Green Beans, stop. Did you see my article about the um, game Majora's Mask like, pre-order bonus for the UK? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, and the, he just the, kept uh, putting the... Xenoblade. You got Xenoblade, we didn't. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my shush. God. Stop going on about <laughs> Xenoblade. You got Earthbound, okay? Earthbound is just amazing. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not saying Xenoblade isn't, but you got that eventually. We got it on Virtual Console like 20 years later. Oh, yeah. That's weird, isn't it? Just like... Yeah. You... Like that game from that was one of like the first uh, hard games that I played as a kid. Yes, Earthbound. I was playing it yesterday. Because Earthbound Literally. is a game that's not, it's not totally hard. It's hard if you, it's hard if you don't know how to be strategic. Yeah. There are that, slugs that critic hits you. <laughs> pretty much everything crit hits you. Yes, it was pretty impossible. I was getting hit by fucking rats or something, um, like yesterday, and they were constantly critting. Every single attack was a crit. And I had like 76 HP, I was level 16 or something, and they just kept on critting like 16 damage. You know what I thought was, you know what I like about that game though, that no other game really does, mm. is if you're too strong for the opponent, they the game away. just auto ends the battle and you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, join, you get in the battle and then it ends immediately and you just get stuck. I did like that, because on the overworld if you run into an enemy, you just get the experience it ends immediately. Because they know that you're just trying to, just... They, they, they reward you for grinding a bit. Mm. And I think that's really good because it's smart, because that game is one of those I games that you want to grind. I have any other games. I could be wrong. Have you sorry? guys played any play. of the Mother games? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, Earthbound is Mother yeah. too. Yeah, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying like any of the other ones. Oh no! Because a lot of people are just I, like, oh, yeah, they don't know what. Yeah, well, is. it's pretty hard to come across them unless you. I jokingly emulate. said we do that, not. Uh, whatever. I jokingly said that uh, Nintendo should make an appearance in Super Smash Bros. Like Ness had a chance, Lucas had a chance. It's time for Nintendo to shine. Porky, which is basically just <laughs> Ness with a different striped shirt. Same color. Gygus colors, rolls just different. in. Different. What? Gygus screams in. Oh, Gygus. Gygus, yes. Ah. Uh. You know, the final boss of Earthbound, that creepy motherfucker? I thought it was Gigas or something. Gigas? It could be Gigas. More like Big Ass. Oh. Snag, we both immediately went to butts. What you gonna do with that big fat butt? We are straying from this theory. You think? Just a little bit? Just a little bit? Slightly. Just a tiny I feel like it's a little bit hard to follow at this point. I'm sorry, everyone. I know that last episode would be a little bit hard to follow with just how... Technology versus nature is going to be the overall arching theme of the game. Which I mean, brings me into my own theory. Uh, what do you guys think about that? What do you think about that idea of like, having a Zelda game where it's about technology and nature? And like, because I, I mean, a lot of people have expressed some interest in seeing like a steampunk Zelda or a cyberpunk Zelda or something like that. Um, every, or I just saw punk Zelda because punk, punk, oh, punk, geez, punk, punk. Really? You know what I mean? Um, I think it'd be kind of I, cool to have a, a more realist i mean i've i don't i think i've mentioned it on the podcast before okay, but i've had my I, own sort of uh fan art and stuff like that about um uh legend of zelda as like like a skater kind of culture or like uh, it's like kind of like a culture born around like street racing and that's like the modern zelda because you know you can't start stabbing people with swords in you know the streets of uh new york city though i'm sure people have tried yeah. tony hawk's downhill jam if i i personally create uh steampunk modifications like really um, objects from like the 80s and um and i don't just stick gears on it i I mean it it, to me as i freaking love steampunk and every other punk that is derived from steampunk uh so to me that would be uh an orgasm basically that would 
Al, Holy. it's like you started off being such an innocent boy, and then, <laughs> like, I, I am I not innocent on... at all. I am just not nervous anymore. That is I basically brought... it. <laughs> you just, you're getting comfortable. It's getting in the zone. I, uh, I remember seeing, I think, Rooster Teeth podcast. Uh, there's a guy in there who, the first like four or so episodes he was on, he was wearing like a suit. And, like, Wait, he slowly what? started to, like, get out of the suit. I guess you could say, like, he was, like, then he came in, like, a button-down shirt. And then he actually finally came in with, like, a t-shirt or, like, a nice t-shirt and then just, like, a regular t-shirt. Like, so it takes a little bu- it takes a little while for people to get comfortable. I'm still technically not really that. I don't know. I, I'm still kind of, like, getting comfortable with okay, speaking. Okay, I'll tone down the weird that happens in my brain and the swearing. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, post-Adam. <laughs> I'm just going to silence you forever. Yeah, but, uh... Technology anyway. versus nature. Technology yeah. versus nature is a, um, it's a, it's a really fascinating thing to me. I think that uh, I, I really do love the exploration of it. I love. Um, I think I really that do there love... should be a harmony between technology and nature, and that that would create a good Zelda because Zelda is always about the uh, natural environments and stuff. They always come forth mm-hmm. in Zelda games. So, to me, it would seem better if there was a harmony between the two. Well, we could have something like. Okay, in uh, in Zelda, you know, you usually go through temples and things like that. Yeah. Um, I can imagine a modern Zelda, or at least when I was imagining it, like, um, finding old runes um, in, I guess you could say, like, kind of like, you see this clash between what is man-made and what is natural, as you see, like, you know, the vines creeping around stones and cracking through buildings and crumbling them down, and that's yeah. just how nature, like... Like, you're going through this temple, and it's literally falling apart around you as you're trying to, you know, explore it. You're trying to find what's inside, what they were trying to keep hidden. And, I mean, we've already been through what a temple is. Like, we kind of make the joke about, you know, what a temple is in Zelda. But temple, in in my mind, really is just the... It's just like, we we say temple, but we really just mean dungeon. Dungeon Because, I mean, in Ocarina, it was temple, and I know in a lot of other games, they use temple. Yeah. But in, like, I think Zelda 1, it was just dungeons. Because that's what they are. They're you just uh, you're you're not exploring a, a religious site for the most part. You're exploring, I mean, a monster-infested puzzle maze that's trying to hide secrets and like treasures. Yeah, I, I don't know many temples. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. I don't really know many temples that are like that um, in real life. Though, if you know any, please feel free to point them out to me. I would love to see those. I'd love to go see explore a temple like that. Um, though preferably I'll I'd join like to... you. <laughs> Zi trips. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I would love green beans just... to come along as well. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be God. fun. Uh, <laughs> He'd be like Navi, uh, like, "Hey, listen," and he'd be like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> but I'd love to see just a um, just like Link with just like modern clothing or something like that, and mm-hmm. he's. You know, and he's kind of exploring the past. And in a way, he doesn't realize it, but he's exploring his own past. Like, if you were to go into the Forest Temple from Ocarina, and, like, it, it is what the Forest Temple was. Like, you know, flooding, deflooding, everything like that. You know, that's the Forest Temple. And he, he's just, like, walking around. He's like, you know, there's a, a sense of familiarity to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually but... have a theory about the Temple of Time in Twilight Princess that I am planning on elaborating on further like, later on in an editorial. But, basically, I think that the Temple of Time in Twilight Princess teleports you back to the Temple of Time from Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. When, like, it switches, you know, when you go back in time. 
That's just my personal theory. I can elaborate on it, but I'd go on too long, basically. <laughs> but that would maybe, like, the same feeling then, you mean? Because when I went through the Temple of Time in Twilight Princess, I got this immediate, like, bloody... Uh... Nostalgia? Deja yes, <laughs> nostalgia overload. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the word. <laughs> just just because of uh, the, the, the surroundings and the music in the background. Well, as... I mean, uh, this kind of leads into something that I saw earlier. Uh, it's, an, it's an older article that we wrote. It's an older interview with Eiji Aonuma. Um, and, uh, you know, he was talking about how Link is not the player. You are not Link. In no way are you Link. You play as Link, who is his own person. Yeah. There's a reason why you're in the third person perspective and never in the first. Because you're watching well, Link Ocarina go through his journey. to be first person. Yeah. Well, they stopped. They didn't do that, and he says that that is part. I think he said. I think he commented on that as partly why they didn't do it is because you're not Link. You you control him, but you don't control his emotions. When um, he's interacting with Saria, you know he's had uh, like an, in, a relationship with this person for years before you came along, and you can see, despite how you may care about Saria or not care about her, Link has his own feelings and his own opinions about her. And his own opinions. I mean, the reason that he goes in, he leaves in Twilight Princess is to find his sister, and uh, to find Zelda in uh, Skyward Sword, uh, because he is emotionally attached to these people, even if we are yeah. not as the player. Uh, I mean, to bring up Skyward Sword again, Link is practically almost fully becoming an adult at this point. Like he's almost started his adult life. We've almost reached the end of his his youth. Like this is the sort of uh, stepping out of the the child his, his own childhood for the last time, and we're just getting there. So we missed most of his development as a person, um, and so it's kind of it's kind of wrong to call him you know the player character or just some mute guy that you kind of swing a sword with. He's his own is. person, and I, I mean, like Link. That. Link will stay Link. Yeah, no matter who you are. Exactly. Th- that doesn't. That's not to say like oh you can't relate to Link or of course. you know. I mean we see that Link talks in the games, but he doesn't actually say anything kind of like as if you are saying for him yes because i mean in your mind like you, you like, like what's going on the, you're, uh... Uh, a lot of people like i know in language and worlds people are like what's going on you see link's hands gesturing and you already know what you would say in that situation like in my mind when, what is your name yeah when people ask me things like hey what are you doing here are you looking for something i would be like in my mind saying like well i'm looking for this and this and this and like link would be saying that and you get like da, 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 da. yeah, and it'd be like, oh, okay, I can help you find that, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, Link already knows what I want to say, so it's kind of you know you have this relationship where you both have the same goals. You both yes. understand that you know you're both going on the same adventure. Also, must be done. Yeah, you are companion in a way. You're kind of Link's unspoken companion. You're Link's Navi, but just not yeah, as annoying. Kind of. I hope. <laughs> no, but it's it's a little bit more personal than that. Even I mean. If you really want to get into it, it's kind of like you, you're kind of a part of Link. Maybe in Majora's Mask, Link is looking for you. <gasps> Deep. Oh, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> An old friend. <gasps> Jesus Christ! They never actually specify Navi. I do feel sorry for him in Skyward Sword, though. When he's on the cliff and him and Zelda are about to kiss, and she's like, lol, nope. Push. <laughs> Push you down. Imagine if that had backfired. Like, he just, like... Didn't like he messed up getting on his loft wing, <laughs> and she's like, "What so have I done?" We're going to deep depression. 
Probably Mary Groose. I thought it was... Yeah, uh, how living on a happy not. life. <laughs> probably not. I feel like she'd become, like, a cat lady. And with cats in that universe, it's kind of horrifying. I was Is playing Skyward else... today again, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. I actually never beat... I, I'm someone that doesn't beat games. So recently I've been going through my Zeldas that, I've, that I hadn't beat. Then and I'm trying to beat it like I also beat Twilight Princess a while back. Mm-hmm. Basically, I was playing Skyward Sword and I went into Groose's room probably for the first time ever, and I had never noticed that he has a painting of himself on the wall. Yeah, it's pretty magical. And also a, a, a drawn <laughs> image of Link on a. Darren, boxing. it's not that vain at all. Just a, it's just a it's just a full painting of his face. In all of its glory. Yeah. It's, it's I don't understand the fan love of Groose. I mean, I understand that he's like the first Zelda kind of antagonist. A rival that's kind of, that's been like clever, or interesting, um, but at the same time, well, I still think he, he's just a classic bully. Like if you ever watch Back to the Future, he's Biff. <laughs> he's Biff, yeah. He is Biff. <laughs> he like, is literally I, Biff. Yeah, that's. I, I'm not going to be able to play Sky with Sword again now without thinking that Grace is Biff. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way, butthead. <laughs> just like yes. If you play, can the someone game... make a mod of that? By the way, can someone make a mod where Groose is replaced by Bit, like a mod? Oh my bit? god, that would be perfect. That would be just a ROM hack. Just a... oh, Skyward Sword would become my favorite Zelda game. Yes. What is your favorite Zelda game? Uh, Link Between Link Worlds, to Link to the Past. Yes. Oh. I am a 2D Zelda fan. Ooh. Uh, as I many people on this great. podcast know and have accused me of. How dare you! Like, I'm probably going to start Mine is probably... a proper, like, oh. storm, but I really don't like A Link Between Worlds. Really? Yes, it's... Oh, um, wow. Just Was can't... it the renting system, or...? It's just, I just, I think it strays too far from, like, the aesthetics of Zelda in a way of, like... Really? You, you just, you That's get, interesting. like, a choice. You don't get an order. You're like, yeah, go to this temple, go to this temple, go to this temple. In Link Between Worlds? Link Between Worlds is the most... Here's a bunch of I temples mean, you can go to. I mean, choose the order. Yeah, you want. but don't I don't like the fact that you have to saying. choose. I like the fact that in other games you are oh, told you prefer, to go you prefer linearity. structured more and as it, opposed yeah. to Link Between Worlds is a lot more open. That's what I didn't like. Well, when about I was it. playing Link Between Worlds, I was basically just running around and randomly stumbling across a temple. Well, I mean, I hadn't played Link to the Past before I played Link Between Worlds, so I had no idea how the world was ordered. Or the thing is that a lot of older fans of the series wanted. To go back to the more openness of yeah, like that's choice, yeah, yeah, that's and kind of like, in, in in story plots. I mean, the thing is that like I love story. I love a good story. I really do, and I can't really enjoy a game without a good story. There's a reason why, as much as I have fun messing around in Watch Dogs, not actually playing it, I will never play that game again because it's honestly terrible. That game was it's trash. I'm sorry, stupid. But it was trash. Like it's Don't offensive. Don't buy it on the Wii U. I, I felt so offended as a person, um, but it's like. I think that uh, a LinkedIn Worlds tries to strike a balance between story and uh, openness, like linearity and lack of thereof. Lack yeah. of thereof. I mean, I, did. I like Link Between so, Worlds, because um, of the and that's usually they... difficult uh, in in these kind of things. I'm very sorry, Al. I keep interrupting you. It's okay. Go on, please. It's fine. Basically, I like Lim- a Link Between Worlds because it really did feel like you were going mm-hmm. on an adventure. I mean, Skyward Sword to me feels like a legend. Like you're actually living in a legend, an old tale of the past that you're playing through. You know, these adventures mm-hmm. that he's going through through Lanayru Desert and Elden Volcano, those, those kind of places. Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time feels like a story that would pass down as well, like a legend. Although you, I, to me, it doesn't really feel like a legend when you're playing it. But a link between worlds felt like. An oh, you adventure. mean the, the the memory of going back and thinking of it? It it yes. was made to be like a legend. And yeah, actually, I really see that now. I wow, I've never thought of it like that. Al, it's really cool. I mean, because, I know. Like... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, please. Um, I mean, like I said, like link it on with the game, but I mean, it's not. I don't hate it, and I mean, I would play it again because I guess Zelda mm-hmm. U is going to be more open than it has mm-hmm. been. 
I mean, so I, think I guess the, uh, it's something that I'd have to get used to if I was gonna, you know, well, enjoy the franchise anything, more to... in the future. Well, you don't have to worry. I mean, the idea, the Link Between Worlds was kind of, uh, I think, Nintendo in a way, and the people that made it really wanted to get back to that older. Like, they really liked yeah. the idea, and they, they brought it, and then they convinced them to make this game, uh, the higher-ups. I, I don't know if anybody knows the story behind it. Uh, I think I'll find it on the website and link it below. But it's basically like they, it was a smaller team that made this secretly, and they like they first suggested it, and they said no, and then they made the demo, and then they showed it to higher-ups, and they loved it, mm-hmm. and so they decided to actually make it. Because they were yeah. at first they were worried they were just going to try a remake Link to the Past and they didn't want to do that because I know that's very dear to the uh, yeah to a lot of people's Miyamoto, hearts yeah it's a lot of people's Aonuma. favorite Zelda yeah. game but never yeah, played, I have played it but I didn't play it as a kid yeah. so I guess it's more not, of a not so much on our site feeling. I think most of our site prefers uh, Majora's Mask uh, the three Zeldas in general uh, I'm not trying to call anyone out um, Skyward Sword on Facebook Skyward Sword on Facebook is a big favorite uh, Yelling intensifi- intensifies. Um, <laughs> the uh but Basically, i think that uh right now meg i don't think you have to worry because the uh, the idea was them to try and see where they could go yeah. with how they did linearity in a yeah. zelda game and mm-hmm. i think that in a way it was a good experiment to help them figure out how like where to strike that balance because mm. um maybe i mean maybe they'll have more of and from the the sign of the, the fan theory that i mentioned earlier uh, the one where like the 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 story is going to be written on tablets and things like that, and it, it, that would be a drastic change in the other direction where it's less linear. Yeah. Um, but I think that a Zelda game that is linear, um, without being too uh, inc- invasive on your like your freedom, uh, would be like giving you the main quest, but then having a bunch of side quests on the side. Not too many. Not like Assassin's Creed, the the map that's covered in just icons. Um, that sort of thing, but like yeah. giving you like a side option here and there that lets you just you know take your time and explore. There's no real point in doing them other than for your own curiosity, for your own freedom, for your own sense of adventure. Yeah. I think that's a real big thing that we should be exploring more in Zelda games is your sense of adventure. Yeah, definitely. Yes, very much so. Um, I mean, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be something that caters to I guess both of us in that way because I yeah. like I liked Link Between Worlds a lot. I think, but, uh, I think I it's just me being traditional in the way of like you know it's more open and. You know, I've, I've played Zelda since I was like three years old, and change to me is just a big thing. I think that's just me being like, you know, do you mean old-fashioned modern Zelda, or do you mean because older Zelda was more open? Modern yeah, Zelda, I mean, like I didn't, the past. I didn't play the, like the first Zelda games or whatever. Like my first yeah. Zelda game I played was Minish Cap, and then it was. Wind yeah, I'm Maker. a little bit. I'm a little bit old-fashioned in that sense because I, I like the older games. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I actually never really grew up with Zelda. Did you know? Um, no. My brother once uh, showed me, like, on an em- he was, like, he downloaded an N64 emulator and showed me Ocarina of Time. So all I really remember of it was the um, Kokiri Forest and the opening title scene. Yeah. But I only really got into Zelda uh, to- in 2008. Really? That's late? So, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, actually, Twilight Princess was my first Zelda. I love uh, that game. And I was completely obsessed with it. But... Basically, I I got into Zelda really late, so I've I've been indulging myself in these things of the past and stories that people have of games. So I was completely oblivious about Majora's Mask, about old. Uh, I I don't really have that much nostalgia for those games. Yeah, me, I'm the same too because I didn't play them. I played Ocarina of Time when I was probably about fifteen. You know, I'm nineteen yeah. now, so it wasn't like when it I first came it out. For, 
I played it when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had it on the GameCube, and I thought it was I thought it was fantastic at first. Uh, I played barely anything of Skyward I... Sword when I got it. Mm-hmm. So uh, only later, when I came back to it, I found out that it I really liked it. Sorry, oh, Adam. I have um, a I have a funny story actually about Ocarina of Time. So. In my elementary school, you had this thing where it's kind of like teaching people how to like use money and like bounce yes, checkbooks. Yes. So basically, you'd, yeah, yeah. you'd have like points that you'd earn, or you could turn in like some items for charity, and then you'd get points in your little checkbook. And I didn't accumulate very many points because I didn't like giving things up for charity, just because I don't like I like my stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I use my stuff all the time. It's not like oh, I have this that I never touch. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna give it because you know why be selfish? Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, and I, I feel like I've been kind of, um, I'm kind of like overlapping because Darren, I mean, like you've been here the whole time and I've just been like not letting you talk. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. I was, was going to ask you right after jump this. In. <laughs> just, just sit. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you right after this, uh, you know, your favorite, okay. your, your, your kind of start with Zelda because uh, I was curious. Okay. I wanted to get into the discussion with yeah. you because I know you're, you're new here and I know a lot of mm-hmm. times it's hard for people to start conversation. But anyway. Yeah, it's like, where do I jump in? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Okay. Where did you start with Zelda? I was going to... Okay, oh, right, fair enough. Do you, do you want me to speak? Should oh. I finish my story? You, 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 was in the, you was in the middle of a story. Yeah, go yeah. finish your story. It's, I'll finish it as soon as... I'll, I'll be quick. Um, <laughs> so, uh, my friend, the one who I mentioned earlier, actually donated that Zelda game. It was like an, it was the Ocarina of Time Master Quest version for the GameCube. Uh, is that uh, the one that came with Wind Waker? Uh, yes, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> or anyway, no, I mean, on, was, was Wind Waker released when I was in elementary school? I don't know. I think it was but 2002? Anyway. Yep. So yeah, then it was definitely that. Um, so he, he brought that up, and I had just enough for that game, and I was like, I really want to get it. And there's this one kid in my class who I never liked. <laughs> and you know what he did just to spite me? He snapped your disc. Yep. <gasps> no, he, no, no, he, no, 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 he didn't snap it. Oh. He, uh... I mentioned that I really wanted to get it. He's like, oh, I'm going to get it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. I'm like, but you don't even like Zelda. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you really doing this? You mad, bro? And so he beat me to that room, and he took it before I could. And I'm sure he didn't even play it. I would have been so butthurt. I was so, I was so, like, hurt. Because I was like, that's just cruel. Like, you don't just, like, there, there was no benefit for him other than just to see me upset. Yeah, You're hate a people horrible like person. That. That's what it yeah. says. <laughs> I still see him now, and I'm like, I still hate you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't actually talk to him anymore, thankfully. You should ask him if he still has the game. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, you should ask him if he's still such a bloody ass. <laughs> Um, but enough of my sad stories and that was kind of like <laughs> by the way that was kind of like one of my Adam. first experiences with 3d zelda that's a real sad story i'm sorry to hear it's that. all right um darren yes how wh- how did you start with zelda since we've been ignoring you this whole time <laughs> no it's fine i'm used to it um <laughs> oh no that's terrible uh, <laughs> <laughs> i needed to make a sad entrance to this uh part <laughs> um but no for me zelda was um it wasn't something that I got into from being a child. I, I was more of a PlayStation fan growing up. Oh, I love the PlayStation um, 1. Less for me. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I love the PlayStation. PlayStation was great. Spyro, all those kind yeah, of games. Spyro. Um, but I did have... I mean, even before that, in, in the UK, I don't know if you, you probably remember, but I had um, 
uh, Spectrum, ZX Spectrum, and uh, probably one that you will know of, uh, a Commodore 64. So oh, I wow. played those types of uh, of games, uh, like on like a million discs and cassettes. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm 28. Oh, okay. So yeah, you're a little bit older than us. Just a just a, just a tad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no, it's cool so, because um, it's like kind of like. Years. I mean, there's such a difference in that generation gap. <laughs> you make me sound like I'm 50. I, no, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, games is. I mean, games evolve at a really rapid rate. Like yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. someone who um, is only five years younger than me has such a different experience with games. Huge difference. It's, yeah, it's, I know people that have been brought up with like Pokemon, uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green. It's like, yeah, but I played the originals. I, I was ten well, when people, Red and Blue came out. Yeah. I was right there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, when Silver came out, I remember that. Uh, I mean, I, I like, I remember seeing like I, I mentioned uh, Beverly Hills Cops to people in my class, and people didn't know mm-hmm. what I was talking about. And I'm like, seriously, Eddie Murphy, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> and they're like, no, and I'm like. And then I just name off a bunch of 90s and 80s movies that are really good, like fantastic classic 80s movies. They'd never seen any of them. And I was like, who are you people? <laughs> what even are you? Do you not know entertainment? Just to prove the generation gap again, I'm three years younger than Adam. And I, my first Pokemon that I can really remember coming out and stuff was Ruby. Yeah, me too. Was that I remember yeah. Ruby being like okay. the third one, being like, this is a lot of games. Like, but- I mean, this is pretty good. <laughs> but like, at the same time, I was kind of concerned at that. Like, that's the start of concern. <laughs> but like with me, my first... it had this weird style, and they changed a bunch of things, and I liked it. But it was kind of like it kind of for some reason in my mind it was kind of like I went from like having like chocolates to gelatins, like gummies, <laughs> like Sour Patch Kids and things like that. And I was kind of like it left like that taste in my mouth, and I was kind of like, I mean, I like this, but it's different. It wasn't what I was expecting. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, for me, Pokemon was a huge part of my childhood, and I have to admit, even though I was at my most infused when Pokemon Ruby came out, um, it was the turning point for me where I just started to kind of drift away from it. It did take several years after that until I finally moved away from Pokemon completely, but um, Ruby and Sapphire was a game that I completed, I I loved it, Um, but it was the turning point for me where I just started to drift away a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But this kind of goes nicely into... um, into the Zelda part because I started with Pokemon. That was my introduction to Nintendo. Okay, uh, that's a lot of people's introduction. Uh, I think that was no, mine was actually yeah. okay. There was a game I played. It was called Tetris Attack. Uh, it okay. was on the Game Boy Pocket. It was gonna, it was a Game Boy game. My mother used to have a Game Boy when she was younger. Um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because I've said I don't like Yoshi, but Yoshi was the only, I think he was one of the three Nintendo characters featured on that game. It was Yoshi, the guy in the cloud, and then one other person. And so Yoshi was kind nice. of my first okay. Nintendo character. <laughs> I see. Um, but but no, for, for, uh, for Pokemon, like I said, I, I played lots of Pokemon. And um, I got my Commodore 64 um, swapped with my brother for a SNES. So I got Super Mario World and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up with Nintendo from like the SNES, the N64. Towards the end of the N64 life cycles when I started playing uh, Nintendo games. Um, but my first sort of introduction to all of these characters was with uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of Metroid. Metroid's like my big passion. So Metroid and I started playing um, with all of these other characters. So Link and starting to, you know, read the trophies and looked at the backstories and looked at those sort of games. And from there, I was able to make the connection to all these other Nintendo franchises. And that's when it all started to open up for me. Um, but going back to the uh, games of what we actually like the most, um, Link's Awakening is probably one of my favorite um, Zelda games. And Minish Cap. Minish Cap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Minish Cap is an incredible. It is game. absolutely phenomenal. Oh, I love that game. Yeah, and again, uh, Link 
Link to the Past I completed just a couple of years ago, actually, for the first time. And even though everyone else had completed that, uh, for me, the first time actually completing that and, and you know, getting to the end, it was like, I was just amazed at, at that game. It's such an amazing game. And um, to enjoy that all those years after it was uh, originally released... Uh, was was fantastic. Mm. It, it was it was such a great experience, and um, yeah, all my friends were like, "Oh, great, you finally completed it. What did you think of it?" And they they weren't like, "Ah, ha, ha, you've only just completed it." You know, they they were you know that's that's really cool. So Zelda fans just very supportive on that. You know, really happy that I'd completed a game rather than uh, and you know that I'd taken so long I was completed. Yeah, but actually, I did really enjoy Link Between Worlds as well. That was a really awesome game. Actually, the Zelda community, in my opinion, is one of the most friendly communities to noobs. To oh, yeah. people yeah, that so. just come in and only start just now start getting interested in Zelda. Yeah. I mean I'd I was so. interested I, I started with Twilight Princess and I was hyped around it, played it for oh two weeks and then th- like threw it in the shelf. Uh I because I was it. a again, naive again. kid. But <laughs> basically uh the the after Skyward Sword and playing that a bit, I got really into the community itself also. So I downloaded an emulator, played Ocarina of Time. Sorry, killed me. Um, uh, but uh, I, I, I own it now, by the way. So okay, good. We oh, don't have good. to kill you. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I recently picked up um, Twilight Princess on GameCube. Mm, it's yes. practically mint condition. Oh, I paid something like thirty. 30- 32 pounds for it or that's something. That's quite which cheap. It's an absurd price. It's a very good price. I saw it and I grabbed it. I didn't have the money in my bank account, so I actually went overdrawn and I put the money back <laughs> into the account it. the same it's day so just to make sure I had to do it. Sometimes you have to make these decisions yes, in do. life and it's like, do I want to make myself go overdrawn? Yes, you yes, do. yes I do. Yes, you do. Food or Zelda? No, I think we, uh, we <laughs> joked in the staff chat at one point. Uh, you know, I think Jeff made the joke, uh, you know, daily debate, food or Zelda? <laughs> like, Zelda. So you decided. It does depend on the food for me, though. Pizza. It, it depends. Because uh-huh. yeah, again, pizza is a good one. It's, it's mm. pizza or Zelda. It's like, if you, if you homage kind of to the Ninja Turtles like or a grand sense of adventure. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Zelda's a fantastic series, mm. and I do. Uh, I, I absolutely adore Zelda. I'm not just saying that because I'm a guest on your podcast. <laughs> Zelda's a huge. Uh, well, I mean, you made you me. kind of produced a fan album that has a bunch of Zelda music on it. Um, it does, over an hour's yes. worth of Zelda music. Uh, and I wanted to ask you about that. You created, a, uh, with a bunch of people, you created a, uh, an album called The Harmony of Heroes. Um, and you created, recently you made a Final Smash, which is the expansion, which is 27 new tracks. Yes, that's correct. Um, I love the Little Mac one. Love it. It's so, I'm so cheesy 80s like, montage. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I need to yes. play it. Like, this song used to be playing every time I play Smash Bros. now. <laughs> like, it used to be, uh, if you know Super Smash uh, Bros., uh, for Wii U, um, the Rooftop Run um, song mm-hmm. on uh, the Sonic stage. Favorite song in the game. But this will beat that completely. Because this is so, like, wow. just dorky, and I love it. The whole arrangement. Yeah, the, the idea was to have this sort of, like, cheesy 80s, like, uh, approach. Uh, people wasn't 100% on the vocals, and I was like, what's wrong with you? The vocals are just, that's the whole point of it. That's the whole approach. Mm-hmm. And it was great. I wasn't, I would I love to, admit, to do my own version un- of the vocals mm-hmm. myself just because, yeah, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way, but at the same time, I also understand like it's supposed to be that kind of 80s sort of like, I can't really sing it. I'm doing it anyway yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> 
I think they they fit well for the most part. We did have a bit of debate about that, about you know, maybe uh, lyrics that could fit better. Um, but we was down to an extremely short I, amount of time to make this. We made 27 tracks in two months, yeah. uh, which is a huge, yeah. huge amount of music. I love I love um, how the lyrics are the way... I like the lyrics the way they are because they're like not too complicated. They're actually pretty simple and they're kind of funny in that regard. It's kind of like South Park style of like, you know, like, yeah, he's eating a bagel, yeah. <laughs> Like, he's just like, it's just a guy <laughs> eating a bagel. And that's the whole song. It's like, that's spreading fantastic. on that cream cheese. Nice and smooth. <laughs> just like, wow. really dumb. Um, but I want to ask you, how did this project come together? Mm. I really, I want to know. I'm pretty sure yeah, a lot of people want to know. And I don't like reading, okay. so, you know, tell me. What you know. <laughs> okay. So, with my mouth, okay. Um, well, originally, uh, going right back to the beginning, I, I started... Um, I've, I've always had a huge passion for music. Uh, with, with Pokemon, that was my uh, opportunity to really get into video game music. I, I love I've Red Blue. Really... Uh... Pokemon Red, Blue, Gold and Silver, those types of games. They, those were like the the first games to really inspire me and i i like i said i've always loved music darren, po pokemon music i hate to interrupt you but i have to ask darren uh uh red's theme in soul silver like when you fight him at the end and it's that beautiful piano yes. piece oh my god uh -huh. uh, that just like that is one of my favorite tracks from the pokemon games by far it's actually it's, it's a great track. the whole red thing in pokemon silver jesus <laughs> christ Man, I, I was it. blown away when I. When I loved I... Red's appearance in Silver, and having him back in Soul Silver was kind of like, it was, I mean, it was meant to be. It was it was in the original game, so they had to put it yeah. in. But it's just like, a friend of know, mine. It was actually, so, it was so nostalgic and beautiful. I got a little yes. teary eyed, uh, just because like it was it was so important to me. Uh, Red. A, a as friend a of mine actually thinks that uh, Gold and Silver uh, could be the best sequels to any game. It's possible. It's with very what possible they added and what they did with the ending, uh, like referring back to Pokemon, like taking what was good in Pokemon Blue, Red and Blue, and pushed taking that uh, over and then adding to that. I wouldn't and, be surprised if Soul Sil or Silver was the most requested reprint of a of a video game ever, because of the fact that people played that game so much the batteries were and i mean the batteries were faulty to begin with but the batteries were dying because people like people were like just wearing them out really quickly yeah and uh as a result you know people couldn't go like you had to find more cartridges to play it yeah you had to learn how to solder <laughs> I, to... I have a copy of red and blue and a copy of crystal is crystal any better i haven't really played crystal is a combination of both my version of crystal the memory is messed up so it does that thing where do you want me to send you mine Please, I would love that. I actually would love that. Um, Crystal a copy is of, my uh... favorite Pokemon game. It's the game that I didn't get gold and silver because I didn't have a lot of cash mm -hmm. growing up. Um, so when I actually did have the money and the opportunity to buy it, Crystal was already out, and I think it had only just come out that week or something. And I picked it up and um, and I loved it. I had a Game Boy Color to play Pokemon Blue in there. I didn't know that it was for Game Boy Color because that was Game Boy Color exclusive. Um, gold and silver you could actually play on the original Game yeah, Boy. Yeah, I used to play um, on the original Game Boy and then I moved to Game Boy. Yeah, I didn't know until uh, until it, uh, until I got both the uh, consoles. But uh, Crystal, for me, it was just seeing that title sequence all in like full color and it was like something that you've been playing with all that time yeah. uh, red and blue and just just seeing like the, how limited it was in terms of colors it's still effective but just very limited in color i remember and then seeing the pokemon 
crystal game and then in full color and not night and day and it's like this has just exploded it's it's bigger than what i thought yeah it was it was it was, was, it was such, a fantastic it was sort of experience. like it was like man this is amazing i love it i was i mm -hmm. was so blown away with like the fact that you know we finally got color and stuff and i might not have now, but... I, I might not have said this but i didn't really grow up playing video games I more grow up uh, watching my brother playing them. So I was introduced to them quite early, but uh, my, the point I'm trying to make here is that only later on did I get copies of these games and then started playing them. So I played all my <laughs> games on uh, Game Boy Advance SPs. Yeah, me too, I was the oh, same. Wow. Instead of uh, Game Boy Colors. Yeah. I, had a, I don't actually own one of them. So. I used to have a Game oh, Boy, I have that. a Game Boy Micro, actually, Yeah, as well. me too, I have one of those. Yeah, remember those? Those things are like those things are lame. But people really like them. They're horrible. They, they, they have, I have one. They have no I like use. it. It's the thing that annoys really me. Tiny. The thing that annoys me about so Game Boy Micro is that you can't use the GameCube like lead with them because they have a different connector. Because obviously they have a different charging port, oh, so yeah. you can't connect it to GameCube, and that really annoyed me because while I was playing like Colosseum and Pokemon X Seek Out of Darkness, I couldn't actually like use like trade my Pokemon, and that just yeah, used sorry. to annoy me. <laughs> That's tragic. <laughs> it was. <laughs> but uh, Darren, we got off topic, but I mm. want to hear more. Uh, we did. We went through about five different topics in a few minutes. It was great. Good job, guys. Speed run. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So where were we? Um, so the the album. I think we talked about what didn't we? Um, okay. What what was your um, what was your question? You mentioned. You started by saying you know the 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 sort of like you know you mentioned your love of Pokemon and then. Yes. Uh, you never really so, got into actually how you started doing the album itself. You mentioned your love no. of music, and then I interrupted you with the talking yeah. about silver. Okay, right. That's where we are then. Okay, so um, obviously from Pokemon, um, I just started playing lots and lots of Nintendo games and getting really inspired by it, and it brought me to Metroid. And Metroid's 25th anniversary just kind of got overlooked by Nintendo mm. completely, and I thought we need to do something about this, and no one else seems What's to be doing anything. The, uh, the like, when they made the little bundle with every prime. That, that wasn't the 25th anniversary, that was, uh, I think that was 2009 that came Yeah, out, no, they so didn't, they did absolutely yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. for Metroid's 25th anniversary. There was awful. no mention of it by Nintendo at all. They focused exclusively on Zelda, and then... Mario as well. And yeah. Luigi, for some reason. Year of Luigi yes, was and a then colossal well, failure. Just a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like the year so, Zelda so, yeah, wasn't so, that special mm -hmm. either. I mean, they released the 3DS and. I mean, they had the the orchestra, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. Skyward. I've got a great story it. about the orchestra later, actually, that I, I really want to get to if possible. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, if I don't, I'll, I'm, um, I'm moving away from this. But uh, the so okay, so Pokemon music was was great. It was a huge inspiration for me. Uh, but Metroid was where my real passion came in for a Nintendo franchise. Uh, I really wanted to do something to mark this 25th anniversary, so um, I already knew lots of uh, musicians because obviously I'd, I'd had this big you know, fan appreciation of, of video game music, and I was I, I was really impressed by what other people had come up with. So I, I got in touch with a few people. I said, oh hey, you know, I, I really want to make an album. I want to make a tribute. To Metroid's music for its 25th anniversary, and I had no idea how big it was going to be. Um, I knew that lots of people were really interested in getting involved. I made a, a thread on Overclock Remix, and I, I asked lots of people if they wanted to be involved. And I was surprised actually to find quite a few of the sort of major um, video game remixes uh, wanting to get involved and it was great. I did state that it wasn't an overclock remix project so immediately I've distanced myself from that community um, but we made this uh, this Metroid album it had um, 36 tracks I think it was. Yeah it was called Harmony of a Hunter. 
Harmony of a Hunter. Yeah. Um, and it it just exploded. Uh, it was such a huge fit. It was such a popular film, and it just felt like that was the only real tribute. Thankfully, there were other like little smaller tributes, but I like to think that Harmony of a Hunter was like that. You know, us really showing uh, our appreciation and love for, for Metroid. Yeah, that was cool. So. I mean, I, because of that, I, uh, I I don't like Metroid as much just because of the playstyle, but I do like Samus and I do like you know the, the aesthetics of Metroid, because I do yes, really like yeah. that sort of the style that they go with a lot through the uh, you know with the technology and the aliens and everything like that. I just love yeah the design aspect of it. Um, and then from there, there was just a huge fan demand because we didn't have time to finish off certain tracks. Uh, we decided that we wanted to make a uh, sort of expansion to that, but it ended up being a much larger album. So we had Harmony of a Hunter 101% run, uh, which <laughs> included 39 brand new tracks. Love it. Uh, because because of the because <laughs> thank you because of the success of the first album, uh, more people wanted to get involved, and we mm-hmm. sort of raised the benchmark in terms of quality. And again, that one came out quite well. I think the the only sort of criticism with that was that it was mostly orchestral. I think people were expecting a more sort of general range of, of music. Uh, so when we came to... It's hard to new progress project, music from <laughs> one genre to the other, especially in sort of a fan album like that. I feel like the biggest challenge is making sure that the lineup makes sense. And a lot of the time, it, it, you, have to fit, you have to decide, you know, is this make sense to me or is it going to make sense to someone else? Is it going to follow the pace and progression and like how the rhythm goes and how you know the instruments that are used is everything fitting in the right place and sometimes you have songs that just don't fit or there's no way to make a so, <clears throat> i'm sorry solid connection between two different kinds of tracks well we kind of threw that idea out of the window because we said you know we want to do it in a way that for example we've got like lots of different musicians that play lots of different genres of music mm-hmm. and we just said look do you know what? how do you how do you feel about this source material and they said yeah i'd love to make a dubstep track out of that and they they just came up with this completely new arrangement that um you know sometimes it was very true to the original sometimes it deviated very far away like the, uh, but was still enjoyable uh a mention of that it's the uh, the harmony of heroes extended the uh the year 20xx um, yes, which has yes. The, the theme of Mega Man in it, but it's very different from what you'd expect. It's a medley of various. Um, yeah, it's a, Mega it's a Man lot slower tracks, in yes. terms of pacing mm-hmm. and things like that. And I mean, in a way, at first I was kind of disappointed by that, but then when I started to get into it and I started listening to it, I was actually I was really appreciative of it because it's kind of like it, it's I could listen to Mega Man, but it'd be in a different mood for music. And I think yes. that's what people need to understand a lot of the time is like with different kinds of music you get such an opportunity to have different feelings at different times. Like, I want to listen to Zelda, but I don't want to listen to the style of Zelda music that I usually hear. There's a dubstep Zelda song uh, by, uh, <laughs> what's his so. name? N- no, no, the... Uh, uh, Actually, I recently found Z- a It starts really with a nice... Z? Zed? Zed. Zed, made, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, he made a Zelda remix song. That's Actually, horrible. I found a really nice Zelda song <laughs> yeah, recently. It, it came out, like, uh I've seen him live, ago. he's terrible. I think he just did Swedish House Mafia music the whole time. Oh, God. Uh, Al, what were you saying? Uh, I was saying that I recently found... Uh, I keep on saying recently, sorry. Uh, I found a song made by Jish. I don't know if you know... No, I never heard. Um, uh, you can link it down below. It's called The Hero of Time. It's not that popular. It came out like in January of this year. But it's actually very nice. I, he, he took like samples from a ton of Zelda games and like mm-hmm. put them in this very simple kind of minimalistic nearly minimalistic 
uh, background track, and it sounds really nice. Well, good. <laughs> nice, well, good. Okay, it sounds decent. <laughs> I don't like it. I hate it. I'm sorry. I give up. Just like slowly deciding. Life talking. Anyway, Darren. I'm a writer, not a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of Al's nonsense. <laughs> Darren, continue with your magical yes. story of whimsy uh, and adventure. Okay. Well, okay, so from 101% run, we, we kind of covered all of the sort of songs that we could in Metroid. That's like 10, 11 games, and we just thought, well, where can we go next? Because there's, there's still demand, people wanted to hear more, so we thought, well, where can we go? And I wanna go we had a few chats. everybody <laughs> knows your games. So we decided we wanted what? to have uh, a way of including the audience uh, of Metroid, but sort of expanding out to, um, to, to sort of other franchises. And I thought uh, the Smash Brothers franchise would be a, a perfect opportunity to do that. And obviously there's, there's so many great tracks. And Zelda in particular was a huge, uh, a huge deal for me because I know how much respect there is for that franchise. And I was really concerned that I'd do something wrong that people wouldn't enjoy. Um, but at the same time, everyone seems to do when they when they remix or arrange Zelda music, it tends to be leaning towards the orchestral. So I thought, right, let's just open up the Zelda section with something completely different, and that's why we did Hyrule's Castle. Which I loved sort of Hyrule's Castle. We actually featured back that on the, uh, piano. We featured Hyrule's Castle actually previously. Mm -hmm. I, I remember I contacted the artist who wrote that song and uh, I had him give us permission to use it, and we played it underneath a few of the earlier episodes. I think episode. Uh, seven, I think it was playing, um, but yeah, I really did like it because I love jazz a lot. So it was really nice to have that sort of jazzy feel. It was oh, it was yeah, a great way one. to open up I that section. That. Um, and moving on from that, we just kind of did like other big themes that featured in the Smash Brothers. The, the rule for this album was that it was going to include music from the original Smash Brothers, Melee, and uh, Brawl. So we had things like Dragon Roost Island, and we had, I think, Pill Pillars of Marble, which was the Zelda 2 temple, which was requested by a couple of people. Um, and then we had, there's, there's one track uh, called Cuckoo Revenge Squad, um, which was such a, a random name. It's kind of like that, uh, sort of like a, um, how can I describe it? Um, flamenco guitar type uh, <laughs> track. Nice. But um, there, there was so many different. The, the guy that made this track is just a complete troll. He wanted to call it uh, "Flute Kid Killed Himself" at first. That was the original oh my God. title for it. <laughs> uh, what was the other title? He was, he was also going to call it "Book of Medora" and other obsolete references. Oh my God. Um, have you ever heard? I, have um, you ever heard my joke? I've said uh, I said this a few times on the podcast. Uh, I call Medora's mask Fedora's mask because <laughs> Fedora's it, it, mask. it tracks the uh, the trilby sort of fanboy of Zelda. I'm sorry, Majora fans, but <laughs> there's some true. of you that there's some of you that I shake my head at because I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, I'm a lady. Uh, oh, I think I saw a friend of mine. I'm sorry to get off topic again, uh, but I saw a friend of mine saying that we should take all the people that wear trilbies and are like that and put them on an island somewhere and like come back in 10 years. And I mentioned like how in 10 they'll, years they'll, they'll be make... like, you'll, we'll get there and we'll just, be, they'll, we'll like ask them like, you know, how are things? Like, we finally figured out that this isn't a fedora. This is a trilby. Uh, it took us a little <laughs> bit of time. Uh, we finally got that years, together. We you know, got there in the end. I used to wear a trilby. Um, oh, dear. So I, yeah, I know you've walked into it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bill over there, there yeah. walked into <laughs> the dungeon. Oh, no. Yes. Um, Bill over there made no, a sand shrine of Majora's Mask. It, it's great. Lovely. Really. Everybody hmm. creeps in there sometimes. And... <laughs> puts on our fan make uh, meanwhile somewhere I, jake I'm is sorry, seriously typing i have no idea where i'm going with this
Um, Zasari is very good around as well. Um, it's just a complete deviation away from Zelda in general. It was you know, Sari's song. Uh, it was just such a bizarre track, and uh, Zip Zipper, who made that track, just so unique that I don't think there's a genre that quite fits him really. It's just, if there was a genre, it would be called Zip Zipper. <laughs> um, because it's just so. Yeah, I'd love a genre named after me. <laughs> Um, then we started to go towards the more sort of traditional what you'd expect Zelda's. We had things like Tune Tempest, which was the, uh, the, the, the I think it was not the Windmill theme, the Summer Storms track from Ocarina of Time um, by Stephen Wells. That was uh, quite authentic. We really, um, really liked that. And then we finished off with uh, Dark Horizons uh, with Sam Dillard. A big uh, you know, dark world theme, also including incorporating lots of other sort of dungeon themes and sort of dark uh, themes, uh, which was really well received. Uh, Sandal is an incredible uh, musician, uh, so again, very well received, and that kind of just finished off that uh, you know, that whole Zelda um, section very nicely. So yeah, Zelda was a huge part of that album. It was it had the most tracks out of all of the genres that we did, um, and I, I was told that when we first started. Um, releasing the album uh, within the first few hours, the uh, Zelda tracks alone was downloaded 25,000 times. Oh my uh, the site just exploded um, and it brought down the site. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> yeah, so Zelda was very, very much well received, um, and that's quite an honor. And I've not seen any huge negative critique towards it. Um, you do get the odd people saying that, oh, I wasn't quite keen on this. But no one so far has said that it's, uh, you know, that it's, it's been a bad uh, selection of tracks. So a, I'm quite happy with is there a Is there a Zelda song that you'd like us to feature on the end of this podcast? Because there's a bunch of tracks that have been released, well. and, I'm, and there's <laughs> some in the, new, in the new extension, I'm sure, I think. I th Absolutely. Well, we, we didn't have a, a great deal of time to do all of the tracks that we wanted to do, mm -hmm. but we did manage to get the Spirit Tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the I didn't want to say it because I was worried I was going to get I was gonna like be wrong, <laughs> as I always am <laughs> yeah. in this podcast. Not at all. Um, so that's uh, Toot Whistle Bang. Which is um, the Spirit Tracks theme by Sean Haberman, which was a track that uh, we were very excited to get on the track. I personally love that theme. Me too. I never played the game, but I love the theme. Uh, it's, it's a great track. Uh, the so, game yeah, is we're, beautiful. We're really happy by that one. Is it? Yes. I've heard mixed feelings about that one. Yes, like, very mixed feelings. People don't seem to like the DS games, which is to... a little shame because I think they're quite nice. You need to open yourself up to it. I think we featured Toot Whistle Bang in the previous episode. I'm not sure. I I'm know. not sure. We only released it five days ago, so unless you've made one in the last five days. Um... Oh, so never mind. No, no. Because, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I feature some music by fans. I, uh, the ones that I find are the ones that are brought to my attention, and I always try to ask for. I think I there was a uh, a Zelda remix. Yeah, there was a Zelda remix that I'm trying to get uh, permission to feature, but you know, I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, I, I had to go through his manager and stuff, and it's it's been like a whole mess of emails. Crazy. Um, yeah, just hopefully that'll come through. Uh, by the way, if you have your own uh, fan songs, anything like that, uh, and you want us to feature on the podcast, please be sure to email those to us at zoldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. We accept theme songs, uh, fan music, anything like that. We also accept cover art for the uh, posts online and for the podcast itself. Um, and uh, any fan topics you may have, uh, we're open to talk about pretty much anything as long as it relates to Zelda in some way. Uh, <laughs> Actually, so... Uh, yeah, send this to us at zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is zeldinformerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, link is in the description below. Try to get this to us by 
Thursday afternoon Eastern time, uh, like 4 p.m., uh, just so that I have time to prepare and give and you know get everybody ready for the topic uh, helps me out. Um, and if you have any theme songs or anything like that, um, the latest you can send that to me is probably Friday evening um, when I'm starting to edit. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's great. Well, I, I I appreciate uh, being invited along to talk about the album. It's uh, it's great. It has been quite well received, and I hope you guys. Uh, also enjoyed it. Oh, I loved yeah. it. I loved I loved Harmony yeah. of Heroes. That's seven hours of music that is dedicated to the things that I love. Why would I hate which it? Which is yeah. I read a like comment my, of someone that was still now. trying to find space to put it on his phone. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I I also read that one, and someone said, "Oh yeah," and then you release an expansion. Yeah. It's like yeah, I, as if I already didn't have enough problems trying to get. <laughs> awesome. Stop making so much beautiful music for <laughs> yeah. me to love. The arrangement and the expansion are on my iPod, so. I had it on my had it on my MacBook, but it I it it took up so much space that I actually had to get I had to move it to my desktop. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine, and it's all on YouTube. It's all online. It's all free. You don't have to pay for any of it. That's the great part. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again for that. <laughs> my pleasure. Um, it's great. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that we're, uh, we're we're making stuff like this that people can enjoy. Um, interesting story though. While we were making um, this one. I had like uh, two assistant directors, Sebastian, Stefan did a, an amazing job with it, um, but I was uh, hard at work on the um, the next project, which um, I'm hoping to talk about soon. But it's it's not quite there yet, um, but we are currently looking at that as well. Hmm. Um, so that's keeping us very busy. <laughs> All right. So um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I wish that I could uh, participate in the album, but I. It's funny. I have experience with singing i'm a vocalist uh i don't know if i mentioned this before i used to be like in chorus and stuff in high school and i uh, i used to go to state festivals and things like that and and compete for actual like uh uh, evaluations and but i don't have any talent in sort of like instruments or things like that so it's kind of like it's kind of one of those situations where it's like i can do things but i have to wait for someone to want me (laughs) Yeah. yeah and also a big deal out of that as well is is you need the actual recording uh environment as well to get the correct sound yeah i mean um, i'm starting to build i've started to build that up i mean i recently got an actual microphone i've been using just a headset for weeks and uh there's been a big difference in quality because of that i've noticed uh i'm currently not in my uh my apartment so right now i'm at home and i just have foam pads everywhere Things that I have to put up when I get back to my apartment, but I can't yet because you know they're not gonna they can't they're not gonna be permanent here. Uh, mm. yeah. Well, all I can say is if you've got any sort of interest in music whatsoever, just just go with it because music's a, a fantastic uh, subject, such a universal language as well, regardless oh, yeah. of uh, who you are. You know, everyone can enjoy music. So absolutely, it's such a such a, a, a talent. And have. I think that everyone can can find their voice when it comes to singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, it's a lot of the time people are like, oh, I can't sing because they think I can't sing like this person. Yeah. You're not thinking like, oh, I can't sing. I don't have good tone. And I mean, eventually, I mean, some people won't, I mean, most people won't have good tone when they start. Obviously, you know, it's it's something you de- you, you develop and you, and you yeah, practice. Yeah, practice, yeah. And I mean, it, it, takes, it takes something as simple as a couple months to get really good results, to see big improvements. Um, in uh, your quality I, I think it's it's such an easy muscle to train in like yeah. you know you have to spend a year at the gym to get i think abs 
probably around there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> for the average person times. who has, you know, a life and things to do, it takes a while to get out. But like singing, the same amount of time spent on singing would be so much, you'd see such bigger strides. And I think if you figure out that, you know, like, okay, I won't, I'm not going to be able to sing like, uh, uh, for me, uh, Devin Townsend is a guy that I really like, or, uh, I won't be able to sing like Liberace. Um, just, that's just not how I'm not going to, I'm going to be, it's just not my voice, but I'm not bad at singing. I just, I don't sing in that style. It's not meant for my voice, you know, and we all have what we're suited to. Um, well, I think anyone anyone can sing if they want to, um, regardless of how good or bad they are. I mean, like um, I mean, like getting can, better and things like that. And a lot of people doubt that that they can improve or they can. Yeah, they lack get confidence. Better. Yeah, and that's a big thing. Yeah, you know? I mean, I used to be like and that. singing is is something. Yeah, it's something that people can enjoy. You know, that they can enjoy singing. and It makes them feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's something that they can do. Um, there, there are some people that I would debate that they're probably not going to be great singers, but they do it because they enjoy it. And you know, who, who can argue with that? Yeah, yeah. as long as you enjoy that's doing it. That's the best it, then, part. You know. as long, yeah. That's <laughs> all that matters, really. Who cares what people Absolutely. think? As long as you're not hurting anyone. <laughs> well, it depends how bad you are at singing. <laughs> okay, but I'm joking. Or if. <laughs> Al, don't pull out the ocarina. Oh god, he pulled out the ocarina again. <laughs> you kind of sound like a dying ocarina. You do. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's so majestic. I was like, I'm just like looking over the sunset and it's just kind of like a whale. <laughs> jumping through Dolphins the ocean. You know, like jump that. out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I was glad I'm the only one that was seeing that mental image. No, I, I, got, it, I got it too. Don't worry, you're not alone. <laughs> like... I, I was very tempted to get my own ocarina. <laughs> and now a 40 here, minute duet between Al and Darren <laughs> <laughs> an ocarina off improvised, <laughs> completely improvised Darren, can you do the Shire? the Shire <gasps> I would rather not because I might wake a lot of people if it's, uh, it's quite late over here <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not that great. Um, Sorry. I, I, bought, I bought one last year, and I haven't had the opportunity to uh, to, to really learn it. I've been, I've been doing a, a few uh, a few different things. I've been putting together this album. Uh, well, two albums, actually, because you had Harmony of uh, Harmony of Heroes and then Final Smash. Um, I've been trying to learn, trying, I emphasize, uh, to learn Norwegian, um, and I've been doing lots of other things as well. So I've not really had the time for Ocarina, but it is something that I do want to uh, want to get onto at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of things getting on to, uh, are you, mm. is there any projects that are you currently working on or like you're planning on starting working on in the future? Uh, I know you just finished this album, but you know, no point yes. slowing down. No. Well, as, as I said, um, I'm currently working on uh, something else. Um, Secret project. I can't say what I can't say what that is just yet. Information. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that I think I want to be a hundred percent sure of before I can start talking about it. I think people, you know, no disrespect to those people that are ambitious and they want to make stuff, but I think people jump into things far too quickly without really giving them the thought uh, Darren, they they uh, need. If you don't tell me, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> Please try. Come on, Liam Neeson. So so basically, the project's about. Z- yeah, so that's pretty much what it's about. Wow, yeah, that that's... sounds amazing, mm. man. Really mm. Okay, I... then. <laughs> Meg okay. is not impressed. 
He no. doesn't sound too happy about it. Well, no, I think not. that it'll <sighs> set off the Fedora fans, you know. But Oh no, you're going to get green beans on you now. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> green beans coming at you. Um, but but it will be ready when it's ready. Um, I'm hoping to talk about it soon. Will Ocarina uh, feature in it? Um, I can't say anything right now. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I wish I could. I wish I could be a little bit more definite. Put it this way: I've been planning this next project since March, so we've had quite a lengthy debate yeah. on where this, where the direction's going to go, um, and exactly how we can do it. I, what I will say is that it's very different to anything that we've done before. Um, hmm. So I'm really hoping that... Polka album. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Lindell at all. Yankovic. Not until it's ready. Not a word. <laughs> that's, that's all you're getting. But I'm afraid. Well then, might, we might as well move on to something else. Because I know, Al, I think you mentioned yeah. that you had a fan theory that you wanted to I talk had, about. I, I had a fan <laughs> theory that I found. Well, actually. we're not going to talk about it. Because we're out of time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> just like someone's like, no, no. basically... Basically, ten minutes before the podcast, I um, Adam told me that there were ten minutes. He needed ten minutes, so I found a theory in those ten minutes, and it's actually a pretty good one. I liked it a lot. Uh, basically, it's about Ocarina of Time and the Zelda in Ocarina of Time, although not necessarily the Zelda, more the Hylians in Ocarina of Time. Um, if we th- not necessarily actually- the Hylians, more the uh, the world, not necessarily the world, more the universe, not necessarily <laughs> more existence, really. Uh, okay, but basically. Uh, okay. It's not really Ocarina of Time. It's f- I'm going to shut up about this stupid subject. Um, basically, uh, it talks about the Gerudo, the Dark Interlopers, and the Sheikah. And the <laughs> Hyrulean The Dark Civil- Interlopers. Can we, all, can we just like talk about that really quick? That's a funny name. Dark the Interlopers. Dark I, interlopers. I thought you said that, though, huh. and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the Dark Antelopes. Yes, yeah, what it genuinely did. And then I was like, oh, no. Link, look out. The Dark Antelopes approach. <laughs> 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 Just like a like a herd of antelopes. Oh, as long as they aren't as annoying as like the goats that are in the um, Twilight Princess. I don't know um, why. I know this isn't the sound that antelopes make, probably, but I just imagine them going. What <laughs> is that? Just the court. I don't know. This is the sound I mean. it is it, it sounds like something that that uh, god from Princess Mononoke would say. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 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 Anyway, it's it's basic. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna stop saying basically. <laughs> it's about the Hylian people and that they're evil. Because if you look at Ocarina of Time and the way the world is spread out, look at Naburu and stuff. The Gerudo are very um, suppressed, uh, a, a very suppressed folk. Uh, they live in the desert and they have been banished. Well, kind of banished there. I by think you mean oppressed. Hy- yeah, oppressed. Damn it. Ugh. English. Um, basically, it talks about the Gerudo and how... Oh, I said basically. It talks about the Gerudo and how they're oppressed. Thank you, Adam. Um, and because uh, Noburo says that they have they have to steal. It's not that they choose to steal. They have to steal to survive because they also live in very um, bad environments. I mean, the desert isn't, isn't a very nice place to live. And uh, this is not sexist statement or anything. Um... Actually, I'm not going to go into that. They are a folk uh, of only women that yeah. have um, learned to... Well, nearly only women, apart from Ganondorf. Well, the reason that what, they, what happens like is when they want to have a male, they just go into town and they find island men. Yes. And just basically use them for... That, that's the story. <laughs> they that, go down to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we need men again. All right, let's go to town and get some. It's kind of like they're going to get apples from the market. <laughs> <laughs> but look at it this way. But it's a boyfriend. There was the, the Hyrulean, well, the Hylian <laughs> Civil War, right? Yeah. Uh, the Hyrulean Civil War. Sorry, because it's not the Hylian people that had a civil war. Hyrulean Civil War between, like, the Sheik, the Dark Interlopers, the Gerudo, all of them, they were in the Hyrulean Civil War, uh, including Goron, Zoras, etc., um, what caused the civil war is kind of the main question. Why, why did it happen? And the dark interlopers it started are known over to a stop debate it. between Batman and Superman who would win in a fight. <laughs> it just evolved from there. Tragic. Actually, Bat, uh, Batman kills Superman. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so the dark interlopers in the cutscene, the, Lin- I think it's the Nehru cutscene or something, in Twilight Princess, right? Uh, the dark interlopers, uh, try to stop the Hylian people. From banishing the Gerudo, etc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might be completely screwing up this whole theory. No, go about go on about the dark antelopes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Let him finish his story. <laughs> so, so how does it start off? Um, does it start off with basically, and then continues? <laughs> You know what? I'll just leave. <laughs> so, um, right. Well, well, that's... I guess Al's gone. Uh, that's that's that then. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so you, uh, uh, Darren, I, earlier you mentioned to me that you uh, you had something you wanted to say about the 20th anniversary concert. Uh, well, <laughs> Al in the background crying. <laughs> Someone should give him a hug. Oh, means give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ow. Anyway, Ow, let's ignore okay. him. Anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> f- finish your story. Come on. Kidding, we love you. you Come back. Now. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Basically. Oh, f. <laughs> I need to calm down here. Um. <laughs> so, Gerudo. Um, yes. okay. Is there a theory here, or are you just trying <laughs> to not, like, waste time? The theory is that the Hylian people are evil. The, the, the dark interlopers yeah. get stopped by... Um... <laughs> the dark interlopers get stopped by... Um... Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> just like Meg, just like I just imagine her like oh, and just God, like the deer like coming peeking her head of the forest, just like <laughs> Okay, as you want. It. The dark antelopes, right? The dark antelopes. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they just gallop their way into I don't know, Hyrule Castle or something, and they're the goddess some fing gods, the light gods, whatever they are. You know those ones that you have to get those beats for in Twilight Princess, one of the stupid quests in the fing Twilight Realm. Basically, they stop the dark interlopers. Dark interlopers die because they're stupid. Uh, the Gerudo people get oppressed. They go away. They go into the desert place because the Hylian people are nice. Obviously, they have god power. Bloody, bloody, blah. Basically, the Hylians are evil. Basically. Gerudo are nice. Fuck it. Thank you, Al, for that. They're saying that Elegant. Fod Nonag, as I like to call him, not Ganondorf, Fod Nonag. Fod Nonag. <laughs> what? what? 
which whether this is actually the, uh, the the entire plot to the new Zelda Wii U game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just just see uh, it, oh profanities included. Actually. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so so Frod Nonag is actually the nice guy. Be- oh, not really the nice guy. He's just out for revenge. Where does that word come that- from? What does that even Frod mean? Frod Nonag is Ganondorf, uh, inverted. That's so dumb. Oh. <laughs> Frod Nonag. Yeah. I also like like to call Skull Kid Luckstick. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the theory. That's like right. that's like Ekans. Post Adam and Kunda applause right here. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Mark backwards is something else, but you know I won't say that out loud. Uh, but anyway, after Al has lost his mind, I feel like it's time we go back to uh, Darren. You had a story about 25th anniversary. You mentioned it earlier, and you wanted to say it now on the podcast. Yeah, so something that you brought up earlier was talking about Zelda's 25th anniversary and stuff, and you said that, um, I can't remember who it was, someone said uh, that Nintendo didn't really do much for Zelda's uh, anniversary. I was quite fortunate that uh, I did experience that anniversary uh, quite well, because I went to one of the free concerts um, in London, the the, uh, 25th anniversary concert. (laughs) Yes, but you're going to hate me even more when I tell you what happened. So um, There's another one. He got to play on stage. Guitar solo. No, um, so the the, the producer, um, Jaron Moore... Um, wait, we, we wait, wait a minute. We're not going in on my theory? What theory? The theory about antelopes? I think, yes. at that point we're, I think we're past that. And thank you, Meg. <laughs> I think we're past that. <laughs> See, I'm not said, important. <laughs> just, I'll just leave again. Can I finish You're... my story, please? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm trying to make Meg jealous. Let, let me attempt this. So uh, the producer um, invited me and my friend backstage oh, wow. for the rehearsals. I hate you so much. Um, Stop. So we... Stop making me jealous. <laughs> so I, I was looking at the whole... Yeah, so I was observing this for, for a good hour or so. And we, we just... I, I was amazed because it was the first time that I'd uh, actually heard an orchestra, and, and I, I'm a huge fan of orchestral music anyway. And I just remember we were taken through, um, and we came down the stairs, and the um, there was like a, a beautiful choral piece that was going on. I think it's from Twilight Princess. And just walking down these steps and hearing them perform was just, it was magical. It was incredible. And we sat. I felt there so for, jealous of the choruses because so. a lot of the choruses in the concert, I think all of the, I think actually all of them <laughs> are local con- uh, choruses. Like choirs, uh, they get to participate. And I saw there was one high school, and I was like, I should be up there. Because <laughs> I was in high school at the time, and I was like, I could, I could do this. I could do this. I could, I could perform with the Zelda. <laughs> but, but I could Zelda <laughs> if I wanted to. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, so me and my friend was sat there and we was watching and my friend just like nudged me and he said, Darren, look over there. And uh, we looked, I, I turned around, I didn't see anyone at first. And then I noticed in the corner up the stairs um, was Iji Onuma oh my God. and Koji Kondo um, looking down as if to say, what are they doing um, here? And uh, I really didn't know what to say or do. I'd already told the producer uh, beforehand that we'd keep a low profile. And I just kind of did this sort of like awkward, hello, wave. (laughs) Um, And it was just really, really odd. Um, 
and yeah, I, I I did have a copy of Wind Waker with me. I wanted to have it autographed just in case there was anyone around. Um, but unfortunately, that that didn't happen, and we kept a low profile. I, I kind of regret that now. I really wish I could have just ran up and said, "Hello, can I love your games? Please sign this." Um, but the orchestra was, was fantastic, and then the show started. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> see, Mr. Lot. Uh, you can listen to it when when the podcast is. Yeah, too late. So, uh, so anyway, so fast forwarding. Um, so the the special guest of that show was uh, Zelda Williams, uh, so Robin Williams's daughter, oh, um, who I was fortunate enough to meet after the show, um, and we had a good chat, and we talked about Majora's Mask uh, being her favourite game, uh, and she oh, signed the program. Mm. Ah yes. <laughs> so yeah, so that that was that was really amazing. Um, but the the most magical part of that whole concert was actually seeing Koji Kondo play Grandma's theme from Wind Waker on oh, piano, and it was probably the most most memorable moment of my entire life. It was an incredible incredible evening. Um. And later on at VIP meet and greets, we didn't get to see them because they just kind of got rushed out the door. I don't think, I think the language barrier was a problem there. They couldn't really mm. meet fans and talk to them. But I was stood literally an inch away from Koji Kondo. I hate you so much. Um, Seriously, he is a and, god. And I, I really, I really wanted to just tap him and just say thank you, thank you. <laughs> and I didn't, I just froze. And I really wasn't sure what to say, and I just kind of saw him disappear out the door. He's actually shorter than me in real life, and I'm only five foot six, so that was quite a surprise. <laughs> you said the only um, thing that came to your mind, the one thing that <laughs> felt true. Oh, God, he's really short. Meh. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, it was, it was a fantastic evening. Um, but I also was able to go to the uh, the, the follow-up <clears throat> concert to that, which was the Symphony of the Goddesses tour. I'm going to, yeah. And uh, I believe... Yeah, it's it's coming back again with Master Quest, yeah, I believe. I'm I'm oh, not going to be able to go yeah. to that one, unfortunately. I'm so excited. Um, but it, apparently, it's going to be very good. Um, so yeah, that that was that was fantastic for me. I, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, apparently, it's very good. <laughs> Um, which was kind of goes without saying, really, doesn't it? It's a fantastic uh, show. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I'm I'm really really looking forward to, um, to potentially going to more of them in the future. It's just I can't go to this one. I uh, can. Are so you going? To, is it Wembley? Wembley. Yes, it's Wembley. I think Fantastic. it's you're gonna have a great time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, oh, I'm so I made some friends there that I still talk to. I've mentioned that great. before. You talk to I can't even listen to the like 25th anniversary soundtrack without crying. Seriously, it's beautiful. oh god, you're gonna cry. So I am going to be on I tried floor. not to cry, but as soon as they went with that medley. It was just I just started crying. I think it's the opening track on Skyward Sword CD, but it yeah. was like track eight, I think, in the whole concert, uh, because there was actually music at that concert that wasn't on that mm. CD. Mm -hmm. um, they do a few songs <laughs> exclusively in the concert. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but it was beautiful. I, I try not to cry, but as soon as I um, heard the, I think it was the saving female Dragon Rouge style, I just burst into tears. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's what I'm like My boyfriend always like yeah. makes fun of me because I just sit there and cry, and he's like, oh, are you listening to this? Well, I'll, I'll come along, and then me and you will just cry together, and, <laughs> and then you won't feel so bad. <laughs> I thought that uh, when I first <laughs> listened to it that I would, uh, I would be like, um, how would you say? I thought I would be really uninterested in like the songs from games that I didn't care about. Like it, when they played Wind Waker, means I'd just be like, eh, whatever. Uh, but all of it was really fantastic, and I was really blown away by the experience. Um, mm -hmm. So if you think like, oh, I'm not gonna enjoy all of it, I'm just gonna enjoy this one part. It's like, no, it's not true. You will be very excited when they play your Zelda music. Uh, so like, yeah. 
They think they played the overworld from theme from Link to the Past. I really have bad memory in general. Um, but am uh, I the only it, one that didn't um, go to one of these concerts? Yeah, sorry, Probably. you're left out. <laughs> ah, Once again, the thing is, Belgium is such a <laughs> little country. Nobody comes here. I'd love to go to Belgium. Except for metal bands. Hmm. <laughs> Stupid Iron Maiden. Who wants to see Iron Maiden? <laughs> Slipknot. I, I don't know. <laughs> now, I, I urge people to go to any of these concerts because they are fantastic. If you've got any passing interest in yeah, it's a great uh, experience. Of music, it's such a great evening. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, uh, I heard it's yeah. a Street Pass quest. Yeah. That's I did oh, get quite a lot, a lot of Street, street Pass hits, I have a to lot. admit. I've... Uh, I've done quite well getting all the pieces that I, I got. Have, um, you ever have that thing where you like there. go to a convention or something and you just have like several rows of people? Yeah, like, like, like oh, you have a few people, and there's like ten people, and there's ten people, and then it's ten people, and you're like, just yeah. stop, go away. Yes. yes <laughs> so that was the case when I was at Comic Con in May yeah. in London. Yeah, Jesus I'm really, ex- I'm really jealous about Comic Con as well. A couple of years ago, I was at Comic Con in uh, what? What was? It? Did you go to MCM? Yes. MCM. I went yeah. to the uh, one in uh, Earl's Court really? later on. Yeah. Mine was at Exile in London. Yeah, I went to the Exile one. That was when the Symphony of the Goddesses uh, tour was on. Mm. It was like the next day, so I went to that as well. That was really good. I was actually at the Nintendo booth, and I kind of took over when they had the Super Metroid demo up. Well, it was not a demo, it was just like the full game. And then I just kind of said to the guy, I said, I'm sorry I'm doing your job. And he said, oh, no, carry on. I said, I, I, you know, and I just kind of stood there for 20 <laughs> minutes just telling people about Metroid. It was great. Oh I didn't get paid for it. Speaking God of, damn it. Uh... <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, having to go, I think it's uh, about time we should start wrapping up. Uh, no, yeah, that time okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been a fun conversation. Yeah. Uh, Man, I could do this all night. Seriously, it's been so good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's I been a pleasure. Send an email to i like potatoes at gmail dot com and we'll get you on the podcast. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Please no. And leave you there. Joe, <laughs> okay, can I just say the whole podcast would be Xenoblade, Xenoblade. Oh my god, Xenoblade. <laughs> I'm really feeling it. Minato. <laughs> now it's Shulk time. A friend of mine makes a joke yeah. that uh, like he keeps thinking like Harry Potter, Harry Potter every time he hears Shulk's fake British accent, even though it's a really a British person saying it, so it's a legit British accent. It's not fake like, at all, then. We have to get the Minato Harry, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so offensive, but it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the track that we will be featuring at the end of the credits, hope uh, probably about here. Uh, is called Toot Whistle Bang, and uh, it's yeah. from Harmony of Heroes uh, Final Smash, the extension of uh, Harmony of Heroes. Uh, Darren produced it. I love it. You guys may love it too. There's over an hour, hour of Zelda music in it. It's a wonderful time. Um, thank you so much, Meg, Al, Darren, for You're being welcome. here. No, um, no problem. You're welcome. Thank you so much for uh, your theme song submission, Brandon. Uh, and if you have anything of your own, fan topics, anything like that, feel free. I will not judge you. I will love it regardless of what it is. Feel free to send anything that you have to Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and once again, uh, our topic in the comment section for this week, if you'd like to participate, uh, is the, uh, your, the, your moment in games where you bought something that didn't really fit with what you had. Like, uh, for example, um, if you needed the, you needed the Wii Motion Plus to play certain games. I know a lot of you have that kind of story happen, uh, but feel free to comment that below. And, uh, it's been fun. This is episode 17. It's been crazy 17 weeks. Uh, yes. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.